1: Hello, and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Holds and Stout. We are on the precipice of week 11 and thoroughly racing through the season. I imagine there's a few fans who've tuned in this, weekend, this week to hit a reaction of two Eagles fans to uh, the first loss of the season. Which It's
0: a depressing weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, and it kicked off on a Monday. Um, but yeah obviously didn't introduce him but you heard him he's back ah they know me by now track.
0: they know me by now And yeah. the guy who just homers on about the Eagles yeah
1: <laughs> on a first name basis um, <laughs> yeah Eagles man um, yeah I suppose we'll we get down into the nitty gritty um, and I suppose I'd kick it off with the Sasquatch staff just to get Ooh, us in the mood do tell Um so most interceptions thrown this season: nine Davis Mills, nine Matt Ryan, and ten Josh Allen. Wow! So he's been he's yeah. been pushing the last two weeks. He's been trying really
0: hard to get to top that leaderboard.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, <laughs> he's done a great job. And um, fair play to him. But I suppose without much further ado, it's time to kick into the week ten recap.
0: Week ten recap.
1: Anyway, Thanks, Mihal. So, Thanks, Mihal. <laughs> so obviously kicked things off on Thursday night with a Panthers victory over the Falcons, 25 points to 15. In Das Múnichen, uh Tampa Tom, victorious against the Seattle Seahawks, 31 points to 16. Arguably the game of the season, if not the game of the decade so far. The Vikings overcame the Bills, 33 points to 30. Uh, Another shoe-in for for a fantastic game. The Lions overcame the Bears, 31 points to 30. Chiefs overcame the Jags, 27 points to 17. The Dolphins were back to the rip-roaring best, overcoming the Browns, 39 points to 17. The Giants closed in on the Eagles, uh, 24 points to 16 over the Texans. In a battle of who really cares, the Steelers overcame the Saints, 20 points to 10. The Titans were victorious over a Russ-led Bronco 17 points to 10. Jeff Saturday picked up his maiden uh, victory with a 25 points to 20 victory over the lost-at-sea Raiders. The Cowboys came ultimately unstuck against a Aaron Rodgers and Watson-led Bay uh, Packers 31 points to 28. The Cardinals were victorious 27 points to 17, 17 points against the Rams in kind of another california derby um the 49ers were victorious against the chargers 22 points to 16. And finally last night as i'm sure you're all aware and ready to ram down our throats the washington commanders were victorious 32 points to 21 hand, handing the eagles their first um loss on congrats
0: Sunday. to all washington fans not bitter
1: about it yeah i hope you choke uh, look, on that point, I think, let's get down into the main segment. It was abbreviated last week, but it's back to its full complement now. It is fifth and goal. Five and goal. Yeah, so I think it is yourself with the lead this week.
0: Yes, so we saw in uh, the marquee matchup of the season, the Vikings beat the Bills in a statement win. Justin Jefferson is clearly elite, but it still took a big Buffalo implosion for them to win. What is the confidence level with Mini? We discussed last week or two weeks ago whether they were or whether they should be treated like an elite elite team this year. What do you think now? I mean, it still took that fumble at the goal line from Josh Allen. He's
1: still throwing red zone interceptions. And look, arguably they could have won it on a drive after that touchdown. Um, the Davis call's a bit sus. Um, but yeah, I suppose why is there no confidence in Minnesota? Because Kirk Cousins is who Kirk Cousins is. Um, and we've seen it. He's always flattered to the sea. I think they're elite everywhere else. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say. I think um, with
0: these wins and um, Kevin O'Connell. You know, when when it was the Zimmer era, it was it was the case that the Vikings they were always losing one score games. They might mm. they might come out on top, the odd few. Whereas now that's reversed now with Kevin O'Connell who's getting on, who actually seems to actually tolerate Kirk Cousins as a person as opposed to Mike Zimmer who <laughs> almost didn't. Um, but at least they are now Just winning. Exploise him as a bloke. Yeah. They're now winning these one score games. Um and look, I know it did come on the back of some bad miscues by Buffalo. That's just how football goes. Um and I think we have to start now giving Minnesota the benefit of the doubt. But even that feels cheap to say, like they are they would be the number one seed in the NFC if Philadelphia didn't have the tiebreaker over them. Um mm. yeah, so I yeah think, okay. i th- I think we have to push those into um push them into the top tier, and even with the way buffaloes playing the last two weeks, they should no longer be on this godlike pedestal,
1: yeah, look, I mean I suppose we get to that next, um but yeah, I just the it's it's hard to forget, it's hard to undo. 10 plus years Of footage In one season Yeah And I think that's the Ultimate issue with the Vikings Is look it is a quarterback league We do overemphasise the position And I think that is the weak link It's it's Kirk Cousins He's always played well enough To keep a contract But not well enough To push you over the edge And I suppose that's where It's a strange NFL season Let's not be around the bush And I think that's ultimately Where the The suspicion lies With Minnesota
0: I think it's time to examine the other side of this yeah.
1: Um nice bit of conjecture here moving back and forth um, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet um, I Suppose let's not beat around the bush I don't think it's an overreaction with this comment but should we be concerned about Buffalo they're currently third in the AFC East they were like first in the power rankings I know they're like a fictitious staff a few a few short weeks ago, Josh Allen is potentially regressing.
0: Yes, I mean it's that's undeniable. Over the last two weeks, he has regressed. Now, whether you want to chalk that up to some of his, you know, his his reported elbow injury. Um, I was reading some speculative arg- uh, articles about even if his shoulder or or his shoulder or his elbow is you know ten percent off, it's all his other mechanics. You know, there's a domino effect. He's trying to adjust, um, and that's that ripple is, you know, it's it's uh, um, affecting how fast or how fast it takes for him to throw the ball, how fast it takes for. The ball to get there, you know his his hips, his his leg plant. Um, so whether you want to say it's due to injury or whether he's sort of like Josh Allen of three years ago before he took his big leap, it's hard to say. But he is certainly not the Josh Allen of the first half of the season, yeah. despite having a good game.
1: Yeah, look, I, and he did, and look, there was an opportunity for him to to win it with the final drive, as we touched on, and he still had the composure. With, what was it, fifty-seven seconds maybe left on the clock, you yeah. drive him down the field and at least get a game time field goal. So you can't slate him, and and ultimately he he is always going to be a guy who's going to have picks in him.
0: Yeah, but, it's his nature. It's it's he's just constantly. And look, we we're saying he's regressing, Bills fans. Can't be too upset with us or fly off the handle. His regression is, you know, it's it's he's still landing well above the vast majority of of quarterbacks in the NFL. Um,
1: but a regression, nonetheless.
0: It's just maybe um, the Bills have fallen off this
1: untouchable tier. And look, they're not overly healthy either. Um, but I just, for me anyway, I think I find it hard. To conceive that they'll beat the Chiefs, I know they've already done it, but in the playoffs, if they have to play an Arrowhead, and that's where my concern is.
0: Yeah, I think um, the Chiefs are the team to beat now, mm-hmm. to me, and possibly Miami. Miami is closing in on
1: Miami. The next is, big um... contender. Miami's an intriguing one. Um, The time obviously went, but just to not not miss this point, Miami have kind of, the record hides how good they've been because the record is impeded by two his absence. Yeah. So I think they could be potentially the number one seed in the AFC had two and not had the issue with concussions.
0: Very possibly. Very possibly, yeah. Tyreek Hill is, I think we said last week he's like a cheat code, but to have two, players mm. two receivers in the top five in receiving yards is just it's it's very impressive mm. two is absolutely taking that leap right let's um let's move on to i was going to say greener pastures but i think all the pastures are pretty gray in comparison to that game what a fantastic game it was yeah, yeah. um but Dax inefficiency throwing on third down and maybe some penalties in the Cowboys' uh, Green Bay game. Drops the Cowboys to third in the division. Is Dak capable to deliver Dallas a Lombardi? So obviously, uh, Dallas has fallen to 6-3. Uh, and 6-3. Yeah. and three. The Giants are 7-2. and two. Yeah, Which, we're 8-1. Yes, and the Eagles are... 9 and 1 so 8 and 1 8, eight and 1 8 and 1 um so basically this question is we've seen it before dak will get the cowboys so far he looks good in the regular season he can put up good numbers what do you think is dak a championship level
1: quarterback I think Dak ultimately has talent and I think ultimately what's led probably the Cowboys down in Dak's tenure has been coaching and if I'm being very pragmatic and and very fair to the Cowboys I think it has been coaching I also think it's just very hard to play for the Cowboys anymore because you're so heavily scrutinised given like no side or other than the Cowboys loses and has a wheel of memes masqueraded at them. Like there was a few now in the this morning, obviously when Philly lost, but that's because they were unbeaten. Um, if we lose two more games over the course of the season, it don't need to be much memes. But every time the Cowboys lose a game, there is a wheel of memes that comes out. Um, and I think just a, it's a very difficult place to to play. I think potentially they're in Capel cap- from next season, Um I just don't know how they do it. I think they've they've potentially missed a window with Zach with, with Dak, and I think they missed it owing to poor coaching at the time, and that's kind of
0: look. I think yeah, poor coaching does come into it. I think um, um, we have seen Mike McCarthy make some professional strides and actually improve his coaching as the years have gone on, but I do think it has held him back. But what I'm referring to is Dak Dak has the lowest completion percentage uh throwing of all quarterbacks in the NFL. We know he can be good. We've seen him tear apart many teams, the Eagles included, mm. but I'm not sure he has the clutch gene like you're Joseph Burrows or your Patrick Mahomes
1: maybe maybe, maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't but there's there's been quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls sans the clutch gene like they just need to be around what is a phenomenal defence or phenomenal weapons like like if you look at say Tampa's Super Bowl outside of Tom Brady it's it's Trent Dilfer and he was like a league average quarterback his whole life so you don't need a superstar quarterback to deliver a Super Bowl but I just don't think the Cowboys have enough anymore they have a they've a Super Bowl winning calibre defence but it's been picked apart in recent weeks and that's an area sure. of concern yeah well like I suppose with a nice little tete-a-tete we're picking both sides from the fixture um, so we'll yeah. keep that, that going um, so On the flip side of the coin, is that victory for Green Bay the type of morale-boosting performance that can spark a comeback? Especially when you factor in Watson's performance. Someone who's kind of struggled um, in the early parts of the season. Um, Look, not a phenomenal performance, but three touchdowns nonetheless. And in a decisive game.
0: Yeah, look, I think Green Bay needed to win this game they needed to win this game to mm. to keep pace with other teams who are, you know, vying for the wild card spots. Let's just say Philadelphia locks up the NFC East division winner. You still have um, the Giants and the Cowboys probably locks to to secure the 5th and 6th wild card spot. That leaves one more, you know, Washington, we just saw we just they just moved to 5 and 5. Um Green Bay, uh, you know, they have to keep pace. They need to really, to win out going forward. It is nice to see the bit of growth from Christian Watson. Uh, I think we did, we both predicted a bit of rust or ill chemistry between himself and Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Rodgers. We thought, I thought anyway, it would have been ironed, ironed out before now. It would have taken a few weeks, but sorted by now. But maybe it is only take it has taken until now for them to, you know, to get their timing right. Look, maybe it hasn't. The fact remains that this is a big morale boost, I think, for the Packers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, I suppose maybe last week before this game, I probably was confident that the Bears finished second in the NFC North, and I'm less confident now, obviously. And um, but just for record purposes the playoff standings at present are in the NFC Philadelphia 1 Minnesota 2 Seattle 3 Tampa Bay 4 the Giants 5 the Cowboys 6 the 49ers 7 and the Commanders 8 so like it's do a I bit back of an the Packers to run then the yeah. Commanders yes no disrespect to Heineke um, but I think Somewhere apart, I think the Packers can run them down and the stretch.
0: Yeah, uh, I think they needed to win this game, but they need to do a lot more. They may they, have left it to in together. game. Eh, they may have.
1: Um, but it's good to see they went run dominant, I suppose. Um, well, there you go. Watson's you you said there. it
0: about the Colts when they had uh, Jonathan Taylor on the sideline, whenever they. Was trusted with the ball and he did good things there you go you get um, you get the boys AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones involved and there you go you beat like a serious upset I can't remember what the closing spread was maybe it was only 7 but still that's, that's some upset now mm. yeah right well we're going from um, Green Bay over to New Orleans, from the uh, the cool winds of Wisconsin to the murky marshes of the bayou. <laughs> All right, Andy Dalton, he was at least scoring points for New Orleans while they were losing, and now he isn't. What can New Orleans do now, considering they're also missing out on next year's first round draft pick? Obviously traded to the Eagles during the draft, um which they went on to take Trevor Penning, who's been injured most of the year. But that draft pick is now fourth overall. So it's not some mid round, mid first round, or late first round. It looks like it's going to be potentially top ten. What do you do to right the Saints? Considering you've heralded it already, their sap. cap salary health is not good next year what do you do if you are GM Sasquatch
1: you flip Kamara for everything you can get Um, he's still an elite running back you see what you can get from Michael Thomas I think he might suddenly be healthy on a, a roster that's challenging and he look he is Similar Look, to what we've seen for Kadarius Tony. Yeah, there's a slight difference. in Michael Thomas, say what you will about the man, he's probably the best slant runner in the NFL. Um, I don't think you yeah, get much from Michael Thomas. I don't think you do, but you get what you can from him. Sure. And I think you, you have to blow it up and take two years of a rebuild. Easy. Um,
0: I think a lot of people yeah. might push back against you about Kamara, but the thing is... The Saints, they won't compete next year. Um, mm. Like w- we talked about it early in the season, there's a potential upcoming suspension for Kamara. Um, they, the Saints, are probably hoping it comes this year, but in all yeah. likelihood, it will come next year when they're, you know, entering the rebuild. You know, they they probably won't contend for two or three years, three or four years potentially. And by that stage, Kamara's the wrong side of thirty, and you won't have yeah, gotten much value think, from him. I think you're right. You want to trade him now and get what you can.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, what's he going to get? Five game suspension tops. Like, that's not going to factor into trade value. I don't believe. No, For... no, it. I don't think it
0: will meaningfully.
1: Yeah, um, and look, if you 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 might get an opportunity to run off those that suspension in the last five games of the season. You just don't know yet. Oh way it's gonna break, but yeah no, I would be uh all in favour of blowing it up in, in Nui. I don't know, I
0: don't know and... what you do with the quarterback, considering obviously they have um Andy Dalton, Jameis Wilson, Winston, and no first round pick. I I'm not too familiar
1: with some of the quarterbacks projected to go in the second round. If 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 you want a quarterback for a side that's rebuilding, rebuild, why not give it to the bloke who's not a quarterback who thinks he's a quarterback? I mean, what the, what's the worst that can happen? You go 0 and seventeen. You don't really care. It's not about performance on the field. You're you're rebuilding the roster. Put Taysom Hill of back. Get rid of those two. It's they're colossal contracts given their age. Um yeah. I get rid of Dalton and I get rid of uh Jameis. They're not the guy but I think we'll, will be the guy
0: What I think we'll we'll probably end up doing a bit clo- or um, later on in the season, is we'll have a look at some of the quarterback needy teams, and have a look at some of the, you know, upcoming, quarterback free agents. Taylor Heineke, I think, mm-hmm. is um, is his contract is up at the end of the season. I think some teams would be uh, intrigued by him. Gardner Minshew, I can I, see him on, or both I, of them on the
1: Saints. The
0: Saints taking a, I a low cost chance. Understand.
1: Well, like, if you're a commander, you're probably getting rid of Wentz at the end of the season. His time in the NFL. <laughs> you know?
0: Wentz is going to be on the market, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Oh, no, I don't think he's going to be on the market. I think he's going to be out of a job. Um, He will be selling life insurance come August. Yeah. Um, and not before time. Uh, same with Jamie's Winston. He's robbed the career in the NFL because he's always been what he's always been. Um, but look, we digress. Time to move on. It's... Uh, talking. This is the point... Yeah, this is a point that's probably, it's me kind of hammering home what I've been saying all all, all year. Uh, yes. Jonathan Taylor, 147 yards off 22 carries, a touchdown, I think two catches as well for maybe 40 yards. It's mad what can happen when you run the goddamn ball. Um, so I suppose, was Frank Reich... Overcomplicating what should have been a fairly simple offense and the reason i ask is that i personally believe and taylor is, is up there he's he's elite in the, the running back class of the nfl and i just think there's a there's a bit of a, a th- if you look at sides that are struggling i'm going to pull two sides to, to add into say indianapolis of late i'm going to say the arizona cardinals and i'm going to say the raiders and it just seems to me like they're overcomplicating they're not steering into their strengths and they is with like will Frank Reich's tenure ultimately be remembered as a bloke who overcomplicate what should be a simple offense it's run heavy and that opens up the play action
0: yeah I think I look I like Frank Reich I don't think some things rolled his way at the start of the year I think Matt Ryan was playing poorly I think the offensive line was that bad that he felt it wasn't viable to to lean on them to open up gaps or holes for Jonathan Taylor. But I mean like when you've got a an elite level top like at, by the the close of last season he was probably regarded as the number 1 running back. So how how do you phase him into the background of your offense? Uh, it's um it's it's just a bit nonsensical for from Frank Reich. They really should have leaned on him. Mm. As you say, it's it's easier to open up the passing game on the back of a running game rather than the opposite, vice versa.
1: Yeah, it's like it's just it's it's baffled me all and it and it, it was an issue last season too as well. Uh, it was less of an issue because they were competitive, and they, and he and did have some big games, John and Taylor. But there was there were games there were games favorite, where he yeah. but there was games where he went off in the fourth quarter, which is kind of like counterintuitive to how you 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 you, you run the ball early, you wear the defense, and then you start chipping away, and it just it seems like they overcomplicated it. Yeah. So I suppose to to round the point home, listen to the Sasquatch talk some sense.
0: And this is nothing, you, you celebrating call. it has nothing to do with your fantasy team. Mm.
1: No, no, no. No conflict of
0: interest. It. Yeah.
1: One of which is a keeper um, and a captain. Now, look. Yeah, but there, there's the timer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in previous weeks, I've been a proponent, particularly in the case for um, Josh McDaniels, for giving a coach a year minimum to instill their culture and their game plan. But Josh McDaniels, did I say Josh McDaniels? Josh McDaniels needs to show serious signs of growth if he wants any sort of breathing room. And look, I would extend this as well to um, Dennis Allen, certainly. Um, I think the heat has sort of come off Nathaniel Hackett. So I'm going to focus on Dennis Allen and Josh McDaniels. I said previously, give them a year they should have a year minimum, save for the case of urban Meyer, but I disagree, and I, no and I'll I, tell you why hold on a second i I'm not even <laughs> I'm starting to begin to to change my own opinion on this because it's yeah. the product they're putting out is just not good, like you can tell right now that this is not good there's no there's no spark now you tell me why. Yeah. My previous held, previously held opinion was wrong.
1: Okay, so the first thing is I say Nathaniel Hackett will soon be back. in there I think the win in London in a bye week and not listen to Russ saying Broncos country, let's ride. Did buy him a bit more time, but they struggled again on the weekend. Um, the reason I disagree is, I'll get to the Raiders situation in a minute. But the reason that I disagree is I think successful sporting organisations, res- regardless of sport, irrespective of country, are the ones that move at urgency if they notice something's not right, they don't give it time to play out. They go, that's not right. And they live and die by the sword. And they may mess up. But sometimes you're better off making a bad decision quickly than a good decision over three years. Sometimes you are. Um, and the reason I think McTanyles will probably get a bit more time in Las Vegas than he should is because they're still paying off Gruden's contract. And they cannot afford, potentially, to pay off Gruden's contract, which is 10 years. I think it was two years into that um, when he had to be unceremoniously suspended, cancelled. And McDaniels is one year into a four-year contract. I don't think they can be in a situation where they can be afforded paying that out on two coaches. If you want to know my honest opinion, young Davis ain't the same as old Al Davis. And that's where um, the problems lay with the Raiders.
0: Yeah, look, like I said, I'm Josh McDaniels had a pretty poor stint with the Broncos, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. There's very little sign of I mean like, there was reports afterwards that Derek Carr was, was raging in the locker room because it just didn't feel like half the team cared. And no. a lot of that is, is like you see it with um the Giants last year playing for um, Joe Judge, and them playing for Brian Dable this year. A lot of it is is coaching and and players feeling as if they want to play for their coach and their team, and it doesn't feel like that's happening in Las Vegas. No. Um, no.
1: Oh, um, be it. Look, they've they've had a whirlwind start to life in Las Vegas. They've obviously you've had and you've had the rugs incident. Uh, they've had a few off-field issues with players. They've not had a nice, ceremoniously start to, to Las Vegas. I, I, but the reason I think a head coach is so important in Las Vegas is it's a very easy city to lose a young player who's come from nothing and all of a sudden has been handed millions and millions of dollars. So if you don't have a, a good coaches on top of things, those players get distracted very quickly.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. um I think if um, if Sean Payton doesn't go to Los Angeles, I think Las Vegas might be somewhere he looks to go because mm. they're going to be picking That's... early to get the quarterback that Sean Payton wants, and he's the disciplinarian that um, that a young team would need. Because Derek Carr is very yeah. unlikely, I think, to 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 be there next year.
1: That's what I think. Uh, the only reason I can see him being there next year is in a case of like a Trey Lance. A Paddy Mahomes, where if you, if you think you've got a good quarterback and you want to leave him sit for a year, they're yeah. a car will do a job here for you for Sure, year. potentially. That's the only kind of um, precipice to that, or the conjecture to that. So, so moving on, the Miami Dolphins. Look, they've been red hot this season, it's fair to say. Um, but I'm not going to talk about them, because we know they're good. The Dolphins only had six possessions in the first three quarters against the Browns. Those six possessions ended like this. Touchdown. Field goal. Turnover on the 20-yard uh, line of the Browns. Touchdown. 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 Is... So, so, suppose... I need to add a bit of conjecture to this. We've kind of all kind of maybe been... I've been guilty of saying... The Browns are what they are until Deshaun comes back. And... He's, he's free to train this week. He's got another two games to serve. He'll be back against the Texans. But when Deshaun comes back and we probably start paying a bit more attention to the Browns, is it likely to highlight the fact that this poorest defence has been an issue all season and he's obviously not going to solve that? And there's more issues in Cleveland than just who's under centre? I think that's...
0: Yeah, I'm like, we've seen teams... Who can be carried by their offense. Um you know, their 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 offense is so pungent that they can just outscore their their opponent.
1: Pungent a stretch. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the defense for the Brands is just no good. Um yeah. it's I think at the start of the year they looked they looked like a really strong, well-rounded roster. Their defense just hasn't been it this season. And I think, look, if if Deshaun Watson comes in and plays and clicks, it it is going to be on the defense. It's going to draw more attention to this is the underperforming facet of the team.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. Yeah, I I don't know, I in a way I'm looking forward to seeing Deshaun Watson play not for personal reasons I'm not a big fan of the guy at all but just to see how um, you know what trajectory the Browns take going forward Mm -hmm. and how it affects perhaps the AFC Um, I don't think they're any threat to the division but um, perhaps I need to look at the standings. But they're not mathematically eliminated from a wildcard spot. But even mm-hmm. still, I think just with the, the nature of the suspension, this year was a, you know, a sunk cost. Bit of a write-off. Yeah, I mean, like, you see it in the way that uh, Deshaun Watson's contract was structured. This, this year is almost like a litmus test. What do we need to address going into next year to have a team built about, around Deshaun Watson? Maybe that wasn't the the, the original plan, but look, it can be used like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair.
0: Right, so, in the game, the Rams versus the Cardinals. Matthew Stafford, out. Cooper Cup, injury may be significant. It is significant he's just been put on IOR. He'll miss at least four games. Should the Rams shut it down to compete next year? And what is their Super Bowl window? Look, Alan Robinson has not been a hit. No. Um, Cooper Cup is out. You've got um, the likes of Van Jefferson and Skaronic. One of the most fantastic. surnames. such the...
1: disgust.
0: Such <laughs> disgust. Skaronic. Um. Look, it's just not there for the Rams. They still have uh, Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. Cam Akers, who was almost a dead cert to be traded by the trade deadline. They fell out of love with him. So, like, the the offense is running on fumes. The offensive line is not good. Uh, The defense is playing okay. Um, But it feels like the entire team is, is... you know, resting on the shoulders of Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, unsustainable. And what are they trying to sustain? Not a winning record.
1: Mediocrity. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I think the window is is shut. Um, I think they've had a long window because they've they've arguably had the windows arguably been been open until kind of like the prime years of Todd Gurley. Um, sadly, he's obviously retired this season as well. I just couldn't never get healthy again after what was kind of a phenomenal season in like peaking in the run into the Super Bowl. I know he got injured leading into the Super Bowl, but that actual season was phenomenal. He was unreal. Um, and like Goff was playing at a level that got him to Super Bowl. Obviously, look, he was he was um subpar in in the Super Bowl, but uh, I think the window has been pretty much open since then. Um, it took Matt Stafford to get them over the line, but I just think I think Aaron Donald, like he was going to retire last year, they managed to keep him on for another year. I think after this season, it's it's, it's very easy to persuade a guy to stay on for one more year after winning a Super Bowl. It's not so easy if you if you get bounced and don't make the playoffs. Um, if that's in his mind, like I think once you're ready to retire you're retired do you know what I mean like once you that's yeah once you've like, seriously Kyle considered Redis, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're good to go Um
0: so like I think oh, I, like, there's a chance we see Matt Stafford out for the rest of the season soon and look the reports of his injuries his elbow they've existed since the preseason I think if you're smart yeah. and you're trying to well I don't know what the, the Rams long term strategy is it must include Matt Stafford because They've hemorrhaged themselves of draft
1: picks, um, and I always, just think as a as a model, they don't care about draft picks. They back themselves to get good business done. I think that's uh, that's think that's
0: like all well and good. That is obviously it worked for them, but I mean, like, yeah. I would have more confidence in the Seattle Seahawks right now than the Rams. And that's because the Ram or the C- the Seahawks had a really good draft this year. And like their yeah. first five selections are playing as, you know, really capable starters. Now, yeah. very few teams will hit yeah. on five starters, their first five picks. And the Rams have shown, you know, the trade in those picks. Uh, you yeah, look, it's a balancing act. Um, yeah. But I think you're on like debating the pros and cons of that. Um no, I think the I think Rams. In, the Rams traded their picks, knowing that they needed to win a Super Bowl like this year or last year, and they got it last year. They they're happy. Yeah.
1: I think, look. They're calmer since they're in a competitive sports market in LA. Like, if mm. the the Rams, the Chargers, the Lakers, the Clippers, um, USC is now popular again. You've UCLA basketball. There's so much on in LA that they have to be competitive, so they don't they actually don't mind sucking for a few seasons because there's so much else for people to do in LA but when they get it right they'll be the number one show in LA if even for only for a season and I think that they're happy with that um, as I was supposed to round this out um, we we're talking about a side there that's kind of maybe underachieved um, bit of a stretch but let's just say they have maybe underachieved to a side that's definitely overachieving but Saquon rushed not of a ton on Sunday for the fourth time this season, um, I think he had one hundred yard plus game last season. Is this the best reiteration of Saquon we have seen? Is this on like to be, Could this be the best year we'll ever see? Well, we have seen of Saquon, which is some statement. Um, I think quite possibly
0: and I think a lot of that is well I was going to start praising Brian Dable again I think a lot of it obviously was injury I think and he had a sensational rookie season he tore his ACL I think very early in second, the following second. year Um, and I think he had one of these miraculously quick recoveries from an ACL but he still he wasn't right the next year, he was hounded by injury. He's back. He's in a, a system that it seems to, to really, you know, just to to flow around him. You know, he's the center point. He takes a lot of pressure off Danny Dimes. If not purely based on, on one man's skill. Because I, I think his rookie season, he was... He was his fa- my he had a nine yard run against the Eagles, and I he must have made um, I don't know s- six to eight broken tackles in a, in the space of nine yards. It was the most phenomenal nine yard run I'd ever seen. But forgetting that, the importance he has to this team, I think it might be the best iteration of of Saquon we've seen.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, like a, yeah, like a, well, like as a rookie, he was he came in with a heavy reputation um, from the college game, if you remember, and um, and he and he lived up to his billing. So, yeah, like it was a sensation when you look back. It was a sensation rookie year. I suppose just one to throw it there and touch what it doesn't happen not to wish any ill will on our our Giants brethren but he ran for he had 30 carries last weekend and I don't know if you're you're aware but there's a there's a bit of a dubious stat there about running backs not named Derrick Henry uh, and what happens to them in the in one to two games post a 30 carry game and it's it's an injury obviously but um if he can keep it up over the entire course of the regular season probably is one of the best running back performances over the course of regular season of anyone yeah I think so um, you're speechless
0: speechless the man can catch the man speechless. can run the man can throw he's good yeah, no he's good. Um, I think is he on his his um, 50 year option think so. big decision now for the Giants what to do with him next he's- year
1: He's quite been quite vocal that he wants to be a giant for
0: life. Yeah, well, his attitude might change if Joe Shane doesn't want to pay him, because Joe Shane has this off season he's been the frugal type. Look, I don't want the Giants to to re-sign him. So that's just a testament to how good I think he is. I'd rather mm-hmm. see him on another team in the AFC. or yeah, division if yeah. possible so look if he does get signed good for the giants
1: if not we'll see yeah. no. um but yes was that 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 rounds out if I'm goal um so the to move us on it's time for the week 11 previews week 11 preview yeah so i think it is yourself
0: to i'm going to kick us off on Thursday night football, Tennessee Titans go to Lambeau Field and play the Packers. The Packers are three-point favorites. I uh, I think maybe that's possibly they're a bit inflated because of their win over Dallas. I would take I I would take the Titans here.
1: Yeah, Tana Hills um, back. Tana, he's not fully fit, though. He's not fully fit. They... but Does he need to be? That might be as much about um their performance against the Cowboys and the Titans labouring to a victory over the Broncos have been pretty The Broncos the Broncos unimpressive. have a good defense though. Uh, yeah. Um it's been okay. It's obviously Sands chub at this point, so um yeah. Look, that's uh is what it is. Um I suppose yeah, I can tend to t- agree with you But I just didn't want to give it up straight off the bat. Okay, um, he's tentative. Yeah. Tentative. Um I suppose next up the Eagles and the Colts. Um so Philly at Indianapolis. I have this as the Eagles being nine point favourites. Which I, I guess. Five six uh, and a half points. Okay, well, your your my odds were probably pre Monday Night Football. Um, I'm slightly concerned about that. Uh, the Eagles have look; it's very early days, but we did have a 147 yard rushing performance from Taylor on the weekend. The Eagles, since Davis was moved to IOR, have given up 320 yards rushing in two games. So that's an area of concern for me. Um. I still expected to get the win but I wouldn't be backing it any kind of spread.
0: Yeah. Um, it was a bad loss by the Eagles. Um, obviously there's a lot in the media about bad um, calls from the referees but at the end of the day they still had the chance to win the game and they couldn't execute. It was just an off day. Exactly.
1: Um, we also Absolutely. like you, you. You look at AJ Brown, mm. one of four receptions. Like, it's just, it's it was a bad day. You're going to get them ultimately.
0: Well, it was bad. AJ Brown hurt his foot seemingly pretty early in the game. Did come back on and got targeted three more times. The thing that concerns me is if that lingers, I don't know if you saw this. Dallas Goddard placed on I- IR earlier on today. Mm. So that's a big loss. Um, injuries hitting Philly hard. Obviously, Avante Maddox, their slot corner, placed in IOR. I don't like it, but I'm gonna have to start fading the Eagles on the point spreads. Um, I still think they win. I do think they win. They, you know, the first um, eight weeks weren't uh, a fluke. Yeah. They are a, yeah. They are a very good team, but just these injuries they've got so me maybe and Jeff Sardis yeah with their run defense is bad as it is bad as it is um, and Johnny Taylor it's a bad
1: combo it's not a good mix Um, if if the Colts if the Colts win um, Jeff Sardis is coached you already um, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so up.
0: Justin Fields is now travelling to Atlanta Atlanta is three point favourites I know I know you're on the, the Bears plus three here in fairness yes. Justin Fields has really turned it around since I criticised him three or four weeks ago he must listen to the podcast uh, uh, right <laughs> yeah look oh, I like the Falcons I do but not here I think Justin Fields is such a wild card now with his running ability and he is starting to pass better. Give me Chai
1: 10 plus three points. Nice. Nice. I'm with you on that one. Um, also, look, it's, it's... It's it's feels against Mike Vick's old, old team. He's also, look, a, a native of Georgia. So there's something in that too as well. But look, we digress. Um moving on we panthers at ravens i have the ravens as 11.5 point favorites which is incredible um ravens obviously on the back of a, of a of a bye week baltimore's only 2 and 2 at home so i'm not sure how i feel about the 11.5 point uh, favorites i'll probably skip that uh lamar jackson or pj walker i'm i'm going lamar jackson um backing the Ravens for the win probably not backing them against the spread
0: yeah it's fair enough the Ravens have sort of been a funny team we saw them losing to the Giants earlier on in the year um, I again I agree with you I think the Ravens will should surely win 12 is a lot of points I haven't actually done up a punter on the field yet but I know the under the total points under will feature um if I had to lean uh, I think I'd probably go with the Ravens and and the minus twelve. I think Baker Mayfield is starting. Um okay. and he hasn't looked good obviously at the start of the year. I'm just gonna assume that's gonna continue, so Ravens minus twelve.
1: And look, the Ravens know how to play against Baker Mayfield. Um,
0: yeah. Yep. They yeah. they know. Familiar foe. Okay.
1: Yeah. So moving on.
0: Uh, moving on. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby. Brissett uh travels to Buffalo to play Josh Allen. The Bills are eight and a half point favourites. I think this is a game where you know Buffalo rolls and people think, ah, oh, the Bills are back, the Bills are back. Um, like we talked about Brown, the Browns' uh, defense earlier on, it shouldn't pose too many issues like Minnesota's secondary did. So I'm eight and a half points is a lot, but I'm I'm taking the Bills here eight and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm I i i will roll him a on that one. Um, I just think it's, they're gonna be I thought we'd get a bounce back against Minnesota we didn't I think we'll definitely get a bounce back in this one um, moving on obviously the defeaters the of the previously undefeated Eagles the commanders face off against the Houston Texans commanders are only by my records 2.5 point favourites in this one um, look commanders are on the fringe of playoff picture They've won two real games already this season. The Houston Texans are... They're, they're solid. They'll give you a game, but they are 1-7-1. So, I'm backing the commanders and to beat that 2.5-point spread, if that's what you have.
0: I've got um three points. Yeah, I've got them with the spread, I think. Like, their defence... Like, I, I gave out about... Um some of the ref calls and penalties in that game the defense is playing well Benjamin St. Juice mm. is a dude, he's a dude and then obviously their D-line is is coming alive give me those three points all day perfect yes, um, so now second place in the AFC East Jets are now playing the fourth in the division Pats um, the what Jets are travelling to, to be the alive. Pats. say that again
1: what a time to be alive Jets fans <laughs> I know favourites um, against the Pats
0: well I actually have the Pats as three point favourites Ooh. which is odd considering the records I would have the, the Jets as the superior team but I think it's Belichick versus the Jets and even that gives me pause Um. It's a weird one. The the total points as well is 38.5, so it's going to be a low scoring game. It is predicted. I'm going to take the Jets plus three. Why the fuck not?
1: Why not? Yeah, I I'm back, not? You. I'm back you. I ah, back
0: you. I back you. Vote of confidence. Thanks.
1: One. I mean, like, if you have to be a gardener, or you could be a sauce gardener. What would you <laughs> yeah. want to be? Let's see Um, that that joke never gets old. Uh, moving on. Rams at New Orleans Saints. Believe it or not, I actually have the Rams as three point favorites. Um, That's wild because I've really, got the
0: Saints as four point favorites. I've got the Saints. Okay. The Saints as four point favorites.
1: That's what I have. I have the Saints as three point favorites. Oh. Um, I apologise if I said the Rams. It's been a long day. Um. Look, to be honest, which the Rams have lost three straight. Um, they've averaged fourteen point five points in the fourteen point seven points uh, per game in that stretch. They've now lost Cooper Cup. They're going to be without Matt Stafford. Saints have averaged eleven point five points in back-to-back losses, and they've lost four of the last five. This is two bad teams. Nothing's going to happen. Coin flip this one. Avoid it in your account.
0: Simple as. Um Look, if I had to make a prediction, I should—I would say that the Saints should come out and dominate this one. Um, no Cooper Cup, no Matt Stafford. Um, the Saints, okay, discounting last week. They have been able to put up points under Andy Dalton. Um, but we've just seen them crumble at times. If I had to pick, I would choose the Saints minus four. They should win this game. Obviously, I don't want them, or we don't want them to as uh, Philly fans cuz they're giving us that sweet or oh, that juicy uh fourth overall pick <laughs> as it stands I'd actually
1: to be honest I'd actually I'd actually back the Rams in this um not to be difficult but Andy Dalton is 7 7 7 seven starts seven TDs seven interceptions um that's his stat line for the season so I I, I back the Rams I'm going to back the Rams in this match. you've irked me with your support, Saints.
0: Yes, yes, sorry. I'm, uh, I'm on the other side of that fence. I don't want to be. I just do think at the moment they're the better team. Team. Yeah, fair, fair. Um. So now the Giants or the Giants are being visited by the Lions. The Lions are fresh off their third win of the season. After knocking off the Chicago Bears. Um, the Giants are three-point favorites, probably deservedly so. They're the more solid team. Detroit, their offense has come alive again. Mm, see, it's a tough one. I could see an upset here, but unfortunately, I, I don't want to predict on when Dable is on the sideline. He's been such a steady presence. I'm going to take the Giants here.
1: Yeah, look, I tend to agree. It's just a... It's... So it's probably the first time in I don't know, I can remember that the, the the Lions have had an opportunity to win three in the bounce. Um, but I think ultimately, wrong side, wrong time. Um, and Giants will be This the is the big uh, now, Kenny
0: Galladay revenge game.
1: No, uh, <laughs> what was the the headline from the weekend? It was like uh, there was someone I had shared it. it was a headline from New York media, and it was like uh. Galladay <laughs> inspired <laughs> joints joints uh, to victory with a uh, glorious drop that's all he did in the <laughs> game <Yeah. laughs> the weekend he just had one drop and that was it and apparently it was an absolute stinker I haven't seen it much trying He's, to dig it out but it was an absolute his stinker his has drop. been the most inexplicable career path he was so
0: he was filthy dangerous in, in Detroit with Matt Stafford and look you, you might ex- have expected some drop off, but he's been invisible.
1: He's been terrible. He's been terrible. Um, but look, the less said about Kenny the better. Um, yeah. I think I drafted him last year in fantasy as well. Poof, legs. Um Yeah, so moving on. Uh, I agree, this is a battle of the two most disappointing sides in, in 2022. The Raiders visit the Broncos. It's a divisional matchup as well. Uh, Broncos, I have his 2.5 point favourites. It's been miserable for both. Let's not beat around the bush. I would like to back the Raiders, basically on just despite how bad it's it's been. Devontae Adams has been just playing some exceptional stuff. Um, he really is busting his derriere. Uh but I think I'm going to back the Broncos in this at home at Mile High in a divisional Um, because I just don't trust Josh McDonald's to get the job done that's what all of me boils down to I think the Broncos are victorious but not to cover that 2.5 spread I think a 1 or 2 point victory Um,
0: I agree with you I am actually going to pick the Broncos minus that point spread Um, I think the defense is that good I think their offense not might get going but I think there has been improvements in the Broncos just over the last 3 weeks including the bye it's been slow but i think it's been there i think the broncos as you say at home i think they should walk away with a victory here with a 3 point margin Fair. um the dallas cowboys then travel to minneapolis minneapolis um the vikings are one point underdogs dogs at home They just beat the Bills and they're one-point underdogs. That's a weird line. That's really weird considering Dallas lost to the Green Bay Packers. uh, You know, universally recognized underperforming team. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Bills and yet they're still underdogs. What are we missing here?
1: time um, it's not no I thought I that thought was a priming game it's not even
0: look I don't know. maybe I'm missing something very obvious maybe Dalvin Cook is um, gone to space or I don't know the refs are, are juicing Zeke oh it's the return of Zeke that's that's what it is look I'm going to take the Vikings plus one here I don't know Same. why they're underdogs at home I think it's
1: a bit bizarre. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think we need to stop the Viking slander until such point as they prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but moving up, uh, AFC North matchup in the late slate on Sunday. So the Bengals welcome the Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, the Bel- Bengals travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bengals, I have as five point favorites. Yeah. Um, Steelers beat the Bengals 23-20 already this season but the Steelers are uh, a different team with TJ Watt on the field um, Bengals are coming off a bye week, they looked red hot um, leading into the bye week I don't think Joe Burrow was going to throw another 4 interceptions um, and obviously Joe Mixon looks back to his incredible best really 5 touchdowns the game before the bye so I think Cincy is going to Pick up their first AFC North victory this season. think they'll cover yeah. that spread.
0: 27-21. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Pickett has also improved. As he started more and more mm. games. TJ Watt is a force. But I do think since he is supercharged enough to, to just out-muscle them. Um, I think they're coming off the bye they're pumped to obviously not be swept by the Steelers so I think I think we see that in this game
1: yeah yeah I think I've I've actually signed the last two fixtures incorrectly so I don't know if you want to take whatever you want to do Right? you I want to take go this again. next Look, one i go again I'll go again I'll go all day baby uh, he is the boss man yeah uh, Chiefs at Chargers Chiefs are seven favourites um, look they've scored 40 plus points in three of their four road games this season they've a chance to win a ninth straight game um, at whatever Chargers home field is the name escapes me Mahomes look good that Chiefs offence is just beginning to purr and um, the definitely team to beat in the AFC I'm backing them here. I don't know if they're gonna cover the spread. I just think Herbert always plays up against the Chiefs. So Yeah, I'm backing the Chiefs here. I maybe back them three points, four points. But uh seven point spread is too much for me in on this one.
0: Yeah, seven points is certainly rich. Um and it's look, you can never compare apples to apples, but you know they didn't Really blow out the, the the Jags, um. And that was a nine point that was a nine point spread. I would have yeah. Look, I think it's a bit too it's a bit too wide that spread. I'll go with the Chargers plus seven, two, but obviously Kansas should take that game. Fair. And then the last game of the slate Monday Night Football in Estadio Azteca Mexico. We have the 49ers um, playing the Cardinals. Technically, a Cardinals home game. And the Cardinals are 8-point underdogs. The 49ers are 8-point favorites. Look, the 49ers have been getting some insane hype since trading for McCaffrey. Probably deservedly so. They look really good. Um, So much so that I actually hope that um, they don't get into the playoffs as the seventh seed. Obviously, if if Philly were to retain the first seed, they would play the lowest remaining seed, and I don't want them to play the, the 49ers. I think they look like a, a boogeyman team for them. Mm-hmm. I do think the, sort of, the 49ers will win, but eight points is a lot in a divisional game. I think I'm going to uh, take the I... Cardinals here.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't back, see the 49ers as a, as a side that pumps you on points. As a, like, win, yeah, but spreads and stuff are going to be very difficult with the 49ers. They're not going to blow you outside, I don't think. Which is strange, considering the amount of offensive weapons they have, but I mean, hmm. yeah, I'm comfortable with that statement. Yeah.
0: So That's I'll, it. I'll, I'll I think we've covered all of the games.
1: Spreading. Yeah. Um, I suppose, congratulations to. Books, Jags Fins and Hawks fans you've made it to the bye week congratulations um, I think you said week 11 it must field, be one of the deep...
0: nicest times to have a bye maybe week the 10 12, week 11
1: the... week 12 I think is the final bye week uh, I think that's a nice nice time to get it to as well the last you don't want it to too early do you um, no but yeah I think you mentioned obviously punting the field is going to be purely social media this week yeah, um, just
0: tune into the social media. Uh, full disclosure: not a good week, but uh, trust the process. Not a
1: good week. We'll trust get the you process, there. Stick with, stick with the pod. We'll get there. Um, I think that's unless all you don't me. want
0: to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all from to. me too.
1: Thankfully. Thank you and good night. some people in the end zone. Right, Joe? That's exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, here. Here it is. The season's on the line.
0: Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Touch!
1: Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the play!